It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all, Pat. I didn't think that the Vikings would get a W last week being 6-1, and one, which was also Josh Allen's coin flip record from the year 2021. And Rando. We have this trust built on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. On Buffalo Rumbles. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando here on a Monday evening following a stressful Victory win. Monday. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff at Not Buff Podcast. Everything we say today needs to be prefaced with a grain of salt that we did win the game. It didn't really feel like a win in the moment, right? Uh, honestly, like at, at that last play, I felt like I couldn't even celebrate right off the bat because I thought they were going to call pass interference. I thought it was going to be a late flag. I thought that that flag was going to come in five seconds after and they were going to lose it on that and just felt awful. That game, there was no part of that game that was fun. And I don't know whether to feel today, we're reflecting on it. I don't know whether to feel spoiled or if, I mean, a lot of it was justified, but we still got a win. Still counts in the win column. We still got a Josh Allen crazy highlight. That touchdown throw to Q Morris was awesome. And just, you know, even on a night where Josh Allen isn't lighting it up, you still get a highlight like that where 31 other quarterbacks in the league or maybe 30 probably don't complete that pass. And so I'm, I'm trying to look at the bright side, but that was definitely not me last night. That was a very frustrating game. How How is it for you, Pat? Uh, well, I, I haven't felt less deserving of a victory probably since uh, Thanksgiving of last year. That was probably the only other time where I felt... Like, you know, we fleeced. Bills still scored 28 points in that game, though. And they moved the ball. They threw it all over the field. But we did get lucky. I know what you mean, mean Pat, though. You felt felt like you snuck snuck out there with one, you know. Yes, Giants snatching defeat from the jaws of victory or whatever. But I'm happy. I I was (laughs) telling John before the show started on that uh, that initial Terrell Bernard pass interference where I thought the game was over. I got so mad. I had this beautiful Jordan shoe collection over here to my left. And I got so mad that I launched my box fan into my uh, rack of Jordan shoes. And they went flying. And I busted the handle off of my uh, fan. I was a little alarmed. I didn't think I could be capable of that yeah the jays are okay thank god but making you feel things you've never felt before (laughs) buffalo bills yeah yeah it was it was like the freaking upside down. I mean, Tyler Bass is mixing field goals. It's you know like Tyler Taylor. It's it was just it's like the, what is going on? You know, it, it's absolutely crazy because they you know it's like they're not playing well. Tyrod Taylor is in a Giants throwback uniform. And so I'm sure all the people who were alive for that Super Bowl and even us who've seen the highlight a bunch of times, you know, we're watching wide right field goals here and the Giants are literally wearing their same uniforms from the same era as the Super Bowl in the early 90s. Like if we had red helmets, it would have been full on PTSD for some people. Well, I'm we sure. did again. We but won the game. It's like we did win the game. That's true. We won <laughs> I keep the forgetting game. that. I, I will keep, keep bringing that. us back to that main point because we are still four and two instead of three and three. Huge difference. Would you like to be the same record yeah. as the Bengals right now? Um, or the yeah, Jets, right? The Jets. That, that, yeah. Or the Jets. Three games yeah. back of the Dolphins. Third place in the AFC East, we would be because we'd have a we'd lose the tiebreaker yep. to the Jets there. Oof, not a good place to no. be. But uh, at least we got the yeah. Patriots coming up. That looks like a nice ripe get right game, right? Well, this was supposed to be the nice. That's get what we right said game. about this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So, John, I had a couple couple questions right. for you. So we talked about it on the on the, yeah. when we were talking about bets, but the double digit underdog all three of the games that had the double digit underdog they 
except the Panthers, but the the Browns, the Niners, and the Giants all covered and hit their under. So we talked about that before. That would have been six. Wait, the Browns played the Niners though. Yeah, Browns. Oh, Jets and Eagles. Browns, Niners, Jets, Eagles, Bills, yeah. Giants. It's close to the stat too because the 49ers were in Cleveland, yeah. whereas I think the stat you brought up was the away team teams uh, covering yeah. the spread as as yeah. severe underdogs. But, but Brandon, I got to give you credit. I know you didn't pick it on the game picks, but once we talked later in the week, you know, I didn't clip the highlight, but I should have. It's like, Brandon, you were super concerned. You're like, this is not going to be a 14 point win. Like this is going to be close. I think they pull it out, but you were absolutely right. It was stressful. It was close. And I mean, I even had alternate spread in a parlay minus six and a half that broke because T-Bass yep. missed that field goal. I don't know so, what I said for the for the spread so for the bonus bet for Brando's bets, but when I bet it myself, I had the bills at minus four because my parlay won the the one that I I can't yeah. even remember the final score. Fourteen to nine, nine yeah. to fourteen. So that hit. Yeah. Won by so five. five points. But yeah. I remember yeah. I was playing with the line because I was like the Dolphins are going to win by more than seven. So if you want to give up points, do it there. But I'm like I don't like this Bills and anybody. They're ta- I was listening. Dolphins found themselves found themselves yeah, down fourteen zero in that game I as well. DraftKings app as soon as they went down. <laughs> Ran to the Dolphins yeah. money line, which was still like minus two. I think I got them at minus just crazy. 150 and I got them at minus two and a half points. Yeah. Wow. That is some uh that is some good um, fun right there. But I, they were talking about it on the radio, all these expert picks, and I'm like, I don't think it was hard to see the writing on the wall with the way that these teams play. And we got vintage Tyrod, man. I don't, whatever you want to say. Like, I watched the game. Vintage Tyrod not making big plays and big, big moments plays. and not losing you the he game, did. but not winning you the I, game. That vintage oh, Tyrod. Yes. I felt like we were watching the t- <laughs> running, running out of bounds potentially to end the game but he made it. without he getting there. a shot he to the end zone. Chance, man. He runs out of bounds and they still get two more chances to win the game. It was just like, Checking, checking to oh. a run play. Also, I yes. mean, they didn't do. It. I felt, I felt really bad for Tyrod. That, that stinks. You know, that was both yeah. the goal line sequences yeah. determined this game. You know, it's like the Bills got lucky, lucky, so lucky there, and the the Giants didn't get lucky. I mean, it's but yeah, that you're right. Just dropping it into the bucket down the sideline, like that is that is yeah. vintage Tyrod. The one of the most beautiful mid deep balls there is. Not the deep deep ball, Which he just the mid deep ball. To, and, but you know, we do have the safeties over the top, but. Just like the writing on the wall, Eric Wood was talking about all the experts picking this to be such a blowout game. But if you watch the London game, you watch them travel. And if you just, if you know these guys that they're playing, like Tyrod's going to show up. He did, it was the 2017 Bills playing like Atlanta. Do you remember when we beat Atlanta? That was yep. the game that was sticking yep. in my brain. You got turnovers early, which the Giants did. As soon as Gabe Davis fumbled, I had just gotten out of the elevator. So I watched the game at least the first couple quarters, first half, from the very last row of the stadium, right? As high up as you could, because I wanted to see the light show that they did. And as soon as Davis fumbled the ball, i just gotten out of the elevator where I, they showed a highlight from the Eagles game. And the Eagles are like, we had four turnovers today. And I'm like, the only way that we're going to lose this game is if we just give the ball away. And boom, turnover, first drive. And you're like, Gabe Davis probably, you know, those first drives have killed us the last couple of games. We used to be a team that came out so strong. Do you remember there's there a stat? It was like we scored on eight out of 10 of our opening drive possessions last year, like through week 10. And it really like it sets the tone. Teams yeah. have to, they can't get their run game set against us. They can't, they have to play catch up. Whereas you let Saquon get into this game. And as as much as you want to talk about the defense, whatever, I still think you know, they played outstanding. But just watching the way that Brian Abel was going to have his guys ready. 
And Tyrod has enough talent to play with you. And Saquon is good enough to keep you in a game. And if you do anything to hurt yourself, they're going to capitalize on it. Because in my brain, John and I thought of you with this, but it's like, there's a reason why, like, we might think Brian Dable's a better head coach. He might be better offensively. But I, I'm going to bring it in a Star Wars reference here. Like, oh, we still beat Anakin. Like, oh, we still, Obi-Wan still got Anakin to the ground, right? And Obi-Wan's... Even though Anakin might be the yep, uh, the more yep. powerful well, one. Even even at, though at Brian Dable was Sean McDermott's coach at William & Mary as a graduate assistant as well. Interesting. But, interesting. Well, grad assistants, like, you know, your buddies... Like they're like you're in your class. Oh, yeah, and so you're, they're your homies. They're like, oh, hey, Brian, you want you want to like, you know, you want to go shoot some hoops later? You're like, yeah, coach. Or, well, should I call you Brian or should I call you Coach now? Oh, you know. But not true. There's true. just it's going to be a huge battle, and it's going to be close. But like McDermott got him when it mattered, and even if it wasn't Dable's fault, even if he got the right play call, we still pulled it out. But it was never going to be easy. And I, I don't know if you ever watched Revenge of the Sith. It was not easy for Obi-Wan to take down Anakin. Yeah, no. They were ready to go. I mean, give Thibodeau credit. His foot was ready to kick somebody <laughs> in the nuts. So, yeah. you know, takes it takes a lot of preparation to be scrappy and dirty like that. I, I guess. didn't see this but play that no, you're referencing. I, I, what happened? I thought he kicked him so, in the gut. Um, I didn't I didn't know Dion took one in the... Yeah, no, that's why they were, I mean, it takes a lot to upset Dion. I mean, less to upset Spencer Brown. I mean, if you so much as look at Spencer Brown the wrong way, he'll push you over on the first play of the game. I, I don't know what happened with the first. Brandon, do you see what happened before the first play from scrimmage? Like, what was that? Like, as soon as I saw that, I knew, oh, great. You know, this is going to be scrappy. They're, you Didn't know. see what happened. I was watching it. I, I, I it From weird. above, just the regular kickoff play, and they, uh, the Bills got the ball. My first thought, it has nothing to do with what you're talking about was the two PIs in the beginning of the game that didn't get called on our first drive also. But I don't know. So, so Dion yeah. got kicked early. Yeah, that was the, that was the one where no, Josh that was, that was like the, the big the fight. fight. The guy with a shoulder. Oh, okay. Okay. That was later yeah. on then. Yeah. Can we uh, talk about the jerseys real quick. You like the red jersey? People don't no. like them. I, I used to. I really liked them when they did the NFL did the color rush, right? Because these all come from like Thursday night football. It was when sucked. the Bills played. The, I want to say it was either the Jets. The Jets, they played the Jets in their in their greens the and then the colorblind people. But wasn't uh, the first like time the they color, did it? Every I, I didn't want to refer to the colorblind community like that. Sorry, that's the color impaired. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you mean. But the first time that we broke them out was against the Seahawks, right? With Tyrod and it was Thursday night football. It might have been. And it was against the Seahawks, which might we lose been. the game, but they battled. Like they had a really good game. Same thing. Tyra had a chance on the goal line at the end of that game, and it didn't work out. Incomplete well, pass. Close Tri- trivia for you guys. I don't even know the answer to this. Who do you think can guess that? Somebody's got to look this up, and then the other two can guess who was that pass intended for? Deontay Johnson. Oh, that's a good thought. I think it's earlier than him, though. Question: Bills, Seahawks. Was this got to be like 2015, 2016? It's twenty. It's twenty sixteen. I think. Yeah, I don't even know, like James Hardy or something, like a real flash in the pan. No, R.I.P. He was gone by then. I think. Isn't that's like the game too that they referenced? That was the last three hundred yard passer the Bills had had for a while yeah. until Josh. Pat, that's. I think that's right. I think that's no, because right. it was it was Miami, but it was in overtime, so it doesn't really count because it was the extra time that took Tyrod to get the three hundred yards. It was in the season finale where Rex got fired. Where JJ oh. runs the ball back with ten guys on the field. You remember this? We we bring this moment up regularly. I do remember that. Yeah, but I think in regulation, not to be confused with the JJ two hundred yard rushing game. 
anyway, I digress. Also happening. I think yeah, I'll pull this up. You guys keep this. Hmm. Okay, it's 20- November 7th. 2016, Bills lost 25-31. Oh, Mike Gillisley on the scoreboard over here. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that was that was a name. Well, then he blows up with what's it called? With Brando, Brando's know, right. Brando's uh, right. Scott though Chandler. he didn't throw for 300 yards. He only the 289. It was 289. He went for 27 for 38, okay. 289, one TD, one interception. I thought you were right, Pat. Yeah. You had me convinced. I, I, <laughs> Guess what? Who the leading receiver was for that game? I cheated. I, the Seahawks game. Yeah, for the Bills. He's still in the league. God, I don't... He is still in the league. John, we, this will be good. All we'll right, get you well, to it's this. down to me. You guys are both looking at the box score here. So, John, think of like uh, nature. You know, this thing could be in Oh, nature. Robert Woods. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> we go. Was that, that that's probably who the pass was intended to. Did you cheat? No, I didn't. No, no. He's <laughs> just in nature. Bobby Trees, man. And the, he's the only Bills receiver, I bet, from that entire roster that's still in the league. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm not going to pull up the highlight, but that's uh, a long way to go. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's but, okay. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I didn't think about how much harder to look up that would be. <laughs> that's not a last last play of game was intended for blah 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 isn't in the yeah. box score. It, so. it would be in ESPN game yeah. logs. It would be on there, I think. Well, what did you think of Josh Allen's injury? That's interesting to watch going forward. And also like hope Damien Harris is, is doing all right. It said yeah. he was released from the hospital today and it's yeah. uh he's got a concussion and a neck sprain, I think. So hope he heals up fast and uh, glad to see that that wasn't anything more, you know, you know, you see one shot of DeMar Hamlin on the sideline, you know, when the ambulance comes out, that's, uh, that's gotta be a tough moment for everybody. You know, it's a little bit of PTSD there, but I don't like that. They showed Hamlin on TV when the ambulance came out, they like cut right to him on the sideline. Like, you know, like that would be you're highlighting somebody's you know one of the hardest moments for them for TV. Uh, like, well, give them. You know. I do like that they put the number threes in the ambulance. You know, they, re- yeah. they retired his jersey back there. That was cool. That's pretty cool. Anyway, Josh's okay. injury. Josh's yeah. injury. Possible AC joint sprain or something like that. X-rays came back negative. But God, I just hope it's not like the elbow injury last year where Josh misses a short pass next week and then we're having this conversation. Yeah, it is to Robert know, Woods. Like, uh, I just looked at the game log too, by the way. But uh, yeah, <laughs> say, Pat. Nice. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Pat, we got to use your research skills more effectively on this show. Usually you like say something or attribute something to somebody and then you, you got to look it up and be like, oh, no, actually it was, uh, it was this person who said it or what's his name? Brian Dable wasn't really at William and Mary or something like that. But. Question, John. Sure. Who has a better story about their AC joint injury, me or Josh Allen? Uh, At least I made question. an eagle putt after I got hurt. You know? That is only throw that a touchdown. Is true. Josh did throw a game-winning touchdown in the, and it was the nice. National Football League in front of yeah. sixty-seven thousand people. I think it was like um, seventy-two thousand people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than that, probably. I, I forget the capacity of Highmark. Yeah. Is I don't it think over, they it's know over the seventy. Capacity. It's different. They, oh, it's sold out at seventy-two thousand. Oh, it's sold out at seventy thousand. Where did the 2,000 people go? I don't know. Those were the people who got too drunk in the parking lot and never found their way into the stadium, I think. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. What do you think? That's, that's like 1%. It happens you know? all... Oh, it's, it might One be higher percent. than 1%. Yesterday, I probably... It was like 2, I, two to 3%. I probably watched 6 or 7 people get arrested yesterday. Somebody tried to climb the fence back into the stadium after they got kicked out. And he landed like in a trapped area. Where it was like fence on all four sides. It was like where the like <laughs> generators are. So there's like in the stadium, but it's still fenced in. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And he's like, just sitting there. And the police had to come in and get him. 
But <laughs> Bills Mafia, they they manage themselves pretty good. I saw some people having, uh, you know, it's tough to tailgate all day to make it to eight o'clock at night. It's tough if you made it to eight o'clock and you're still standing and some of you weren't, but you made it classy and some of you weren't and you had a hard time, but we were there for you with my wheelchair. So. <laughs> but, you know, eight o'clock tailgate, what do you do? Like you start for the one o'clock games? Do you... I don't know. How does that work as a fan? You, I'd be you, curious. You take Monday off in advance. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a good plan. I'm going to have to call a substitute for the Friday morning for uh, that Thursday night After game. After the Thursday night yeah. game? This oh, is brutal. Yeah. If you just snap your yeah. fingers and get back, it'd be easier. But I waited in traffic for like two hours. I didn't get home until two. Yeah. Like it's cool at 6.30. But everybody in Western New York felt it this morning. It was really funny. The parent, like so many kids relate to school. The parents are all like, ah, what a terrible game, you know Everybody, everybody was feeling it. It was a Monday of all Monday mornings yeah. here. But again, what do we circle back to? W. It's a win. It's a W. Game. Yes. Survive in advance. Yes. But yeah, I saw some other stuff too. And I guess this will be kind of our, our final thought on this game before we move on to the Patriots and take a break here. But, you know, I, the Bills have hit their stride in October the last few years. I mean, they've had the, you know, the Jaguars <laughs> loss, I think was in October a couple of years ago. But They'll hit that great stretch midseason, and that's not when you want to peak. You don't want to peak in the first four games of the season. You want to peak at the right time. So I still think that this Bills team hasn't peaked this year, and it's going to be tough without Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, and stuff like that. But the offense certainly hasn't peaked to this point. So that's that's all I can hope. You know, positive thoughts going forward. That you know they get more stuff figured out on offense. They get in a rhythm. They use some of the that you know it's not just a Stefan Diggs show. Not that I mind that. I'm just saying like you'd like some of your other weapons to be effective if the defense schemes well for, for stuff. Well, and and, and that, when but. is the last one score Buffalo Bills when you can think of other than Thanksgiving of last year? I mean, last one score Buffalo Bills win when they win, they win by a lot typically. So, I mean, if anything, we, we showed that we can win a close one. I like that angle. That's true. Well, the part that's the hard part is, is this bend don't break style is going to get real stressful real quick if they just keep bending and bending and bending and bending and bending and bending until you literally can't bend another yard and you hold it. So like, let's not yeah. do that. Let's not do that. Especially against, you know, more talented offenses than the Giants. No offense to the squad they got, but... Can I can I say uh, one thing about this game real quick, John? Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, yeah. uh, I'm... I don't know which page it is, Bill's Mafia on Facebook or whatever, but Kyrie Elam was getting ripped on, uh, on this forum. And I just... I went back and I looked because I didn't get to watch a ton of the game. And a lot of the big plays that were given up. Tyrod only threw for 200 yards. Offense didn't score a touchdown. I think Slayton had 69 total yards, but... 50 of them came when Benford was guarding him. Yeah. And Benford had decent coverage on that play. It was just a beautiful ball. Good like you're not going to, right? Yeah. It was, it was perfect. He didn't get burned deep. He didn't get embarrassed. I didn't think so. So I, I think there can't be anything negative to say about the defense, especially missing, you know, half of your starters and watching these yeah. guys play was Kyrie Elam's going to get thrown into the fire here. And, and, you know, whatever happens to him happens to him by the end of this year. But th- these were reps that he needed to have, whether McDermott was going to give them to him or not. So he's on the fast track to failure or success. But I was just curious what you thought of his game, because I don't think he he didn't play lights out, but I don't think he played bad at all, especially considering how the unit did as a whole. Well, I'll be honest, I like, wasn't keying in on him for a lot of this game. You know, it's a little bit hard to watch corner play sometimes on the broadcast, too, when they're going out of frame half of the time. It's only if his um, guy catches But the one thing the ball, I will right? say, it's like, yeah. I mean, if, if Kyrie Elam isn't it, this Jamarcus Ingram guy, the coaching staff seems to like him. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those two, but I don't think that they're, you know, at least 
I don't think we're going to get to Josh Norman territory. I don't think I don't think we're ever going to get there this year. Not knock on wood. I really shouldn't even be saying that out loud, but that's when I would be worried. So, you know, they've got enough depth. Dane Jackson gets healthy. Him and Benford can hold it down. And I mean, that's what we were doing for most of last year without Trey. Right. And now all these guys have more experience under their belt. Benford as well. Dane Jackson probably doesn't make that much of a difference because he's in year five or whatever. But, you know, Benford and Elam, like every rep, they get a little bit better, hopefully. So, and Elam played good down the stretch last year. You know, everyone, he hasn't been playing good this year, which recency counts, but he played, he had one of the better, you know, not that pro football focus matters that much, but he had one of the better ratings in the last game of the season and actually played well against the Bengals. He was one of the few players who did against that wide receiver trio. So I don't know. I still have hope. I have more hope than a lot of people do. I think a lot of people have written him off as a bust. Yeah. But it could just be a late bloomer. You don't know. A couple of the parents today, when I was talking to them, they're like, Kyrie Elam's a waste. A waste of a player, a waste of a pick. Get rid of him, cut your losses. And I'm like, why, why, why would we do that? Thank you. Yeah. Well, you also got a gift in the sixth round with Benford. Yeah. I mean, at the same position. Like, I'd, I'd take that, you know, you typically think that they're flipped, but anyway, let's uh, let's get a break in here and we'll come back and talk about the Patriots for a couple minutes before we finish this one off. So stick with us. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. After this exciting offseason, the Sabres started 0-2. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. Home opener was a dud. RJ Tribute was nice, but that's about it. Oh. I was going to say something like, well, at least when the Bills have a stressful game, you know, you can count on the Sabres to uh, lift you up, right? They're going to be good this year. Right. Right. This has been your... But I don't know. They'll have another game before this episode comes out, right? Are they playing tomorrow night? They play Tampa tomorrow, yes. Cool. All right. Well, they beat the Lightning last year a couple times, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. So we shall yeah. see. Give us a palate cleanser, Buffalo sports. Yeah. Anyway, so Patriots coming up this week. Bills opened up as... Let's see. We're going to do the game picks here in a little bit, but eight and a half point favorites. So pretty heavily favored. This uh, game is in New England. Let's talk about Bill Belichick here for a second. How do you think that, what, where would you put your money on his career ending? Like if it's a, if it's like a three-way thing, like he gets fired, 
he retires or, you know, goes for three more seasons? Like, which of those three options do you think would happen first? And do you think anything happens at the end of this year? Like, how how bad would they have to be? Do you think he sticks around if they get Caleb Williams? Matt, what do you think? What do you think? Yes. Yes, I, th- I think he gets to leave on his own terms. I don't think it. Uh, he, he could play Malik Cunningham tomorrow and this man could complete two passes like Mac Jones in the win game, and I don't think it matters really. But. I think he gets a shot at the quarterback, right? If even if it's Drake May, even if, it's not, uh, if Caleb Williams is in our division, I'm going to freak out. But three interceptions this weekend for USC, Mister Prodigy, got a tough game. Or is this his chance? Mac Jones was was his chance at a quarterback. You don't see it often. Get multiple swings at it, right? We've talked about that on here before. When you look around the league, yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to compare him to anyone else, you know, yeah. in their coaching tenure, right? Because. Yeah. You think seven Super Bowl rings pretty much gets you the longest leash in NFL history, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like still I don't know. They're five. far. They're f- how far removed are they from success? Five years? How long has it been no, since their last the playoff Super Bowl? game? They made the playoffs. I wouldn't call that season a success. The I, wild card loss to the Titans. The no, last game to, that Brady was to there. The Bills when we when we when we put the perfect game up on them. I'd say oh, that okay. was their last. Okay, May, making. Okay. Rookie yeah. Mac Jones I, go, you know, where they went nine and eight, made the playoffs. That's important context too. You know, if they go seven and ten that season, or I don't remember if that was before they that might have been a sixteen game season. But I don't know. Do do you think that he's already gone by that point? I I don't I don't know what Robert Kraft is thinking, because I don't know. How old is Robert Kraft? Is he thinking how many more years am I gonna own this team? You know, what's what's actually in the best interest? Because I don't know. Do you think that there's any scenario where he gives up GM duties to somebody? Because that's the real problem there. It's not his coaching. It's his roster building. Well, I think as somebody who has done it this way for so long, he wouldn't do one or the other. Because if he he is the end all be all right now, right? If you have a GM and they bring in bad players, there's an excuse for the coach. Uh, you didn't bring my guys in. You know, Frank Wright doesn't like the guys he brings in because the owner picks the players and we've kind of got lucky because Sean McDermott was here before Brandon Bean, but Sean McDermott got to pick Brandon Bean. So they're pretty much in lockstep. Whereas if Bill Belichick comes in and somebody's going to be his boss of the players that he can coach, I don't think it works like that for him at this stage. Old dog's not learning yeah. any new tricks and he's not saying yes or no to anybody. He's only going to answer yeah. to himself. So That's where, a really good point. Where he could end up is another good question though, because you look what Brady did goes to the NFC, right? Finds an NFC team. Oh, you don't think you don't think you don't think Belichick would go coach another team, do you? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. If you if you brought in a guy, and ha- I think he would. Well, you just you just said that he he would have trouble answering to someone. Like what what kind of you know? Give him the keys. He's to gonna the have to be answering to. I mean, he's gonna have still have to answer to another owner. Like him and Bobby Kraft are tight, right? So yeah. you know, well, it's him like, and Tommy. You know, you've, tight. you've had your you've had your lax boss for you know, 20 years or something like that. Are you going to go instead of retiring? And, you know, none of this is a money thing. It's just like, is he going to be bored after football? You know, he said that he was going to retire after his son's got into coaching and, you know, you know, the tongue out seems like he got into coaching already. You know, he's their defensive coordinator. And uh, I don't know if he'd be in line to succeed him. I, I That's don't know a good how question. that would go. Probably not. Rap boy, Steven. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. You don't, you don't stay when your dad leaves. To a different team, right? You stay. No. Well, this is well, you this only team. have the job because your dad is on the right? team. Come on. <laughs> Nepotism <laughs> at its finest. But that's the thing. What does Bill want? Because you he could do what Brady did, take a year off, or what Gronk did, sorry, take a year off and then come back. 
Because I don't think he's going to... You're right. I don't think he would go from New England somewhere else right away in the same offseason. But Robert Kraft's going to give him op- every opportunity to have what he wants, right? He's going to have a clean slate. I don't know what their salary cap is, but it cannot be a ton, right? They cannot be spending money. Their highest paid players what Matthew Judon, but they're going to have a decently clean slate to rebuild. So you're not paying Mac Jones stupid money. Where else would he, you know, if he can stay where he is and start fresh here and, you know, restart the cycle and not have to worry about his job, it would be stupid for him to go anywhere else, right? You're working with Bobby. Yeah. Perhaps you're working with your kids. Well, it's just like, you know, it's just up to him whether he's in for a rebuild, you know, second oldest coach in the league, right? Pete Carroll's just a little bit older. You know, does he want to stick around for two rebuilding years before a possible good year? And even then, you know, you kind of need a big window in the NFL. It's it's rebuilds are meant to to give you a window, not just give you two two off years and then one shot at it. You know, so how many? I guess it's 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 probably up to him. You know, like you said, well, that I mean, it depends on with his, that on his own terms. It depends on how badly he really wants that Don Shula record too. I think is twenty one wins well. shy. Is that right? Yeah. So it, the other interesting part of it too is you know he's closer to the all time losses record than he is for for wins so he's he's gonna really? break we could give it to yeah. him i think if he loses i think he can win <laughs> one more game but then when we play him again in new year's eve somebody posted it on twitter is like the path where the bills give new england a loss giving bill belichick the losingest record of all time okay uh overall record for the losingest coach including playoff losses is held by tom landry 178 losses. Bill Belichick currently has 170 losses, including postseason play, meaning he could surpass Landry as well if the tough season continues for the Patriots. Yes, he does. He's going to hit that. What's eight plus five? 13. So they go 13 and four. You could see him going 13 and four. Four, four and 13. Four and yeah. Yeah. Four and 13. Four and 13. Yeah. And the Bills play, what wait, What week do they play? It's New Year's Eve. I think it's week 17. Week 17 yeah. out of 18? Yeah. Kick so. off 2024 by kicking Bill Belichick to the curb. I would love that. That'd be cool. That would be great. Yeah. I, I, it's tough, though, because I don't think that there's anything that he could do at the end of his career to erase the track record that he has. You know, if the if the cheating scandals didn't do it, then I think nothing's going to do it. At this point, he could have five losing seasons, and you win seven Super Bowls. Nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna take those rings away. They don't take them off your hands. So, but anyway, I agree. Sweet. Yep. All right, you guys know where to find us. All platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Yeah, we'll be back. We're gonna do our game picks this week. I'm gonna be out of town, so we're gonna get these episodes uploaded early. So, apologies if anything happens this week. You'll hear our Wednesday and our Friday episode. We're doing those tonight. But yeah, until uh, next time. Enjoy watching the Bills kick the crap out of the Patriots, hopefully. Go Bills. In an angry get-right game. Yes, but, sir. Uh, until then, go Bills. Go Bills.